As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq. Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 of pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. 
Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of He Said, She Said, but with all girls instead of guys and girls. <laughs> Tonight we have a special co-host, none other than our wonderful producer, Lou. How are you doing today, Lou? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing better this Friday than last Friday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh-huh. What happened it's, last it, what, what? Well, no, it wasn't last Friday. You know, it's just like some days you feel good and some days, especially at our age. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is true. This is true. Yeah. We look more fabulous than we are young. <laughs> I was, uh. I was out and about today. I was running errands, and then I decided to hit a couple of estate sales in the area. And I got lucky. I got some barware, and I got this really pretty French-style commode that, of course, I'm going to, like, totally redo (laughs) because I can. (laughs) Of course. But as soon as I came home, and I think it was, like, 3.30, I came to my room, and I put on my pajamas. (laughs) It's like, I don't have any place to go tonight. I don't care. Be comfortable. (laughs) I know, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So, uh, yeah, she said, she said. Oh, yeah. um, The guys are saying that the volume is very, very quiet. So. All right. Well, talk for a little bit, Aggie, while I play around with some volume and stuff. Okay. All right. So, guys, I'm going to be talking for a little while to see as Lou messes around with volume and and see. So, you guys tell me once you hear me (laughs) loud enough. Okay. (laughs) This isn't an actual sound test. Um, So, you don't... No. Oh, okay. It's just... Whatever. I okay. think I, I think we just hit but, it. Um, I think we just hit it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I came home, put on my PJs. I made. Um, I prepped some cocktails. I fed the dogs. I made dinner while drinking said cocktails. It was nice. It was nice. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So, can y'all hear us any better? They can. They can hear us better. I don't know. They're yeah, not saying anything. I, I, yeah, I, I, I can actually. Test, talk. test. Can you guys hear us in the chat? I can tell from the deck that we're pretty much blowing their ears off. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they can or not. Can you hear me, Aggie? She can't hear me. Can you guys hear? Me, 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 me. Okay. I think... Uh, Already said it's much better now. Yay! Okay, so on we go. Okay. Now, you. yes, loud. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me, though, Aggie? Awesome. All right. We are having a special show tonight. Our friend Mickey is out in New Orleans, and he is um, helping out with the hurricane situation. So we are stepping up. And Lou is my co-host this evening, and instead of having a he said, she said moment, we're having a bitch fest moment. So, we'll be talking about all sorts of weird things. <laughs> but I don't think you can hear me, can you? Aggie, can you hear me? 
if I can get Lou back. Are you still there, Lou? Yeah, they can hear me. Ah, okay. I think I lost Lou. I'm not sure. <laughs> Sorry. So, hey, but, hey, um, Aggie, hey, okay. They can like they can't hear us very well when you can hear me. Oh, that's kind of weird. I know. I can't figure out where the lines are crossed, but I have an idea. Okay, she's still working on it. So, anyway, um Technical difficulties being what they are. Okay, that should be better for some of them. Okay, cool. I'm glad. Um, all right, so, like I was saying, our beloved Nikki is in New Orleans, and, okay, now Ordy says it's total silence again. Yeah, well, how about now, Ordy? <laughs> how about now, Ordy? Can you hear me, Aggie? I can hear you. Okay. Okay. And Eric can hear both of us now. Okay. All right. We're good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. I, all right. I, I, I have, this is like a, a total kind of. <laughs> this, okay. This, this is a weird, weird night. Um, sorry. Yay us. So. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do, I, I'm actually going to talk kind of like I talked to my dad, which is pretty loud. Oh, and now Raptor says it's really quiet. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> Mike can't hear it now either. <laughs> oh, there is not enough vodka for tonight. I can tell you that. Hey, Ags. Mm -hmm. Where are you at? Okay. I'm still here. Me, 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 me. Can you guys hear me at all? If you can... If you can hear me, raise your hand. Okay. I'm totally kidding. All right. uh, can you hear us now? <clears throat> okay. Now they all say that they can hear me just fine. They can hear you fine, but they can't hear they me fine? Uh... Well, I and now both faint. That that is so weird. Okay, this is this is gonna be the weirdest show then if you can only hear one of us. I'm not I wasn't I wasn't talking, so I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> okay, so it says that hearing me is fine, but hearing Lou is a problem. So that's no, okay. If they um, can hear you, that's good enough. Okay, right. fine, whatever. All right, so we are <laughs> we are live. What I think I they can hear I me now. I think they can hear both of us now. I'm going to blame CERN. I blame CERN for everything. everything. I know Ordy does. I know Jeff does. I know you do. So yes. we're just going to blame CERN for this. Yeah, I think they should probably be able to hear us now, but we'll see. Okay. If you can hear me. <laughs> I think they can hear me. Then we're good. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right, let's start the show again. <laughs> yeah, okay. They say that we're good to go now. Awesome. Okay. So, as we were detailing while we were trying to figure out the sound issue, 
it's a bitch fest tonight. It's two chicks talking about whatever comes to mind. We have a lot of stuff to discuss. Some of it is political. Some of it is not. Some of it is fun. Some of it is strictly for chicks. So I'm sure Mandy's going to like it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. Our friend Mickey, like I said, is out in New Orleans and he is uh, helping with the hurricane relief effort. And so Lou is here to do Mickey shit. <laughs> because Mickey's doing Lou shit. That's right. Mickey doing Mickey shit. shit. So, so I'm going to do Mickey shit. Yeah. So how was your week, Lou? Um, my week, I, I would have to say, was pretty uneventful, except that, you know, there was a big website launch that I may or may not have been involved in. Um, other than okay. That, yeah, so... It, Yes, it was a moment of um, a moment of completion before the next iteration, and everyone and everyone knows that it really doesn't even last a moment. Um, it starts before the testing is done. Wow, People okay. know this. Web devs know this. So um, yes, yeah, so I did that, and that was pretty. I mean, that was it. That was the only thing eventful that happened to me. To me. Plenty eventful in the world. How about you, Ags? Tell me about your week. How was it? Well, let's see. Um, gee, compared to that, not 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 that that eventful. <laughs> I had I had a doctor's appointment. I scheduled a mammogram. Uh, let's see. I went estate shopping today. We went to uh, estate sales, and I scored some pretty cool barware and a really pretty old uh, commode and and it's funny because I was looking at it going and I was telling the lady what she had because she obviously did not know she's just getting rid of whatever's in the house prior to fixing it up so she can rent the house and so I'm telling her all about it and I said this is actually a reproduction but it's an antique reproduction it's something that was made to look like Louis the 15th but it was made in the late 1800s. And she's like, wow, how do you know so much about furniture? I said, it's what I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, this is what I do. And so she let me have it for a really cheap price because she just wanted it gone. She she didn't care. And so that was nice. So now I have yet that's another thing to yeah. refurbish. <laughs> that That's big for you. That's, that's like web launch for you, like in Aggie's world. I know, I know. It was it was a really good score. I mean, but I, I made sure that she knew what she had. And the tragedy of the whole thing, I saw a piece that I really wanted, but it needed so much work. It was a beautiful secretary desk with drawers. And I looked at that and I said, that looks like a Haywood Wakefield piece. And sure enough, it was Haywood Wakefield. And I'm like, I was... I almost cried because it was in such bad condition. Really? And I had to pass on it. But, you know, she was just clearing out the stuff that was, um, you know, in, in a barn that the previous owner had left. So it's not like, you know, she was losing out anything. But, yeah, spent the day just driving around, hitting estate sales and laughing at what some people consider, oh, this is a great price. And I'm looking at them going... Uh, dude, no, that's plywood, and it's not even worth a quarter of what you're putting. 
Wow. <laughs> I couldn't say anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, man. It was it's, fun, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, furniture is hard because, you know, it looks good. You have to look close because it looks good from the outside, but. It, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it can be very tricky. I mean, I there's there's a piece of furniture, and I keep it around just to remind me that not everything that has a name is great. And it was a, it's, it's an old console and I saw it and I liked the lines and I thought it was pretty and yeah, the price was right. It was only 25 bucks, but the amount of work that I had to put into it. Oh my God. I mean, it was just like, it's like somebody took grease and poured dirt into the grease and then poured all that on top of the console and on every nook and cranny. And it took me forever to clean that thing. I'm just now getting to the point where I can like restore it. And, I, and this is what I told myself. I was like, yeah, I, I'm, it doesn't matter how pretty. No, never again. Not like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I've known you to do a whole hell of a lot of work on more than one piece. I've known, I've known you to do a... Just in the time that I've known you, a couple of pieces that were a lot of work. Oh, no. I I collect the lane acclaim stuff, and it's beautiful to me. It's a lot of fun to restore this stuff because it's solid wood. So I, I really have no problem with that. And it's really funny because I was showing Mickey a few weeks ago uh, a, a picture of it on the on in the chat. And he was like, oh, my dad's got one of those tables. And I almost jumped down his throat and said, you better get it for me. But <laughs> I told him, I told him, you know what? If you bring me that table, I'll restore it for you. And then you can take it back to your dad so it's all brand new again. <laughs> yeah. So when he comes out here, he'll probably bring me the table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... But anyway, yeah, moving so, I mean, on. But yeah, but I mean that is definitely in your world. That's launch a website kind of stuff. It's yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of neat to find that little piece and everything. And let me tell you, she had some really nice pieces. There were a couple of curio cabinets that were just to die for. I mean, they were old oak, but they were all carved. You know, they were barley twist on the legs and all that stuff. And they were just absolutely gorgeous no place to put them in the house so i said nope can't get them sorry too bad and she only wanted like a hundred dollars for each one and i was like lady you can sell each of these for five or six hundred dollars and somebody will snap them up easy i mean they were that they were huge first of all and they were very detailed and were still in good condition so yeah you told her i did i this is this is the I don't know if it's a good habit or a bad habit, but no matter where I go, if I see something and it's like severely undervalued, I will actually pull the person aside and tell them, look, this is what you have. This is what it goes for on Etsy or on eBay or any antique store or whatever. I, you may want to, you may want to take down the price and then put something else on it, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, there was a lady that had a beautiful freer sewing machine in a cabinet and it wasn't a table with the with the wrought iron legs under it it was an actual wooden cabinet made to look like a 
like a huge chest. And yeah. she was selling it for 20 bucks. And I'm like, you can't sell this for $20. What? <laughs> I, had I... Had I been smart, I would have just snapped it up right then and there. But I felt really bad, and I told her, "You can't sell that for twenty bucks." And I told her exactly what it was, and I told her, you know, uh, that it, it was, and it was tiger oak. And there, it, tiger oak. You, for those of you in chat that are not familiar, I know that Ordi knows what tiger oak is. But tiger oak is not a special kind of oak. It's how the oak is cut. So it shows these stripes, and it looks like tiger stripes. So it's it's actually very difficult to cut oak to have that look. So it's it's more it, it's more in demand uh, whenever you find it. And it was all tiger oak, and all of the stuff, all of the uh, scrolls and everything in them were hand carved and hand. Nailed, you know, the nails were done by hand. Even I mean, it was just a beautiful piece. And I told her, no, you cannot sell this for twenty bucks. And I told her, I said, if you do not put a three hundred dollar price tag on this right now, you're going to be very disappointed. So she put three hundred dollars for it. I went around the rest of the house. I come back. Somebody had snapped it up. Yeah, they bought it for three hundred bucks because they knew what it was. They knew, and she was like, "Thank you so much." And I'm like, "Oh, you're welcome. I feel really stupid. I should have bought it for twenty, but no." <laughs> well, do you want to be? Do you want? Do you want to feel smart and get the deal, or do you want to feel stupid and get the karma? Right, right. So I, I always try to do the right thing. If I see something at an estate sale or a garage sale, and 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 I know that it's something that's that's worth money that they can actually sell online, either either Facebook Marketplace or Etsy or eBay or whatever. You know, I will let them know. And most of the time, you know, they will actually say, tell me thank you, and but will still adhere to whatever price if I'm interested because they, have, you know, because I was honest with them. And every every so often, you know, I'll, I'll catch somebody. Somebody had a beautiful Fenton face. And they wanted $5 for it. And I was just like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Because it was hand-painted and it was signed by the artist. And those were very rare. Fenton has gone the way of the Dodo. They just have their museum and they do some glass work for that museum. But they no, you can no longer find Fenton for sale in stores unless it's already been there forever. So... <laughs> They wanted five dollars, and I said, "You can't sell this for five dollars." <laughs> as much as I want to buy it, I cannot, in good conscience. And she asked me what it was, and I said, "It's Burmese glass. It's that really. It's not shiny. It's matte, and it was the sunset, which was the yellow with the pink on top." Uh-huh. And uh, and she's like, "Well, how much can I get for it?" And I said, "There's a lady," and I told her exactly where she was. This is where you can find her. I don't have her phone number, but if you're interested, she will buy it from you, and she will give you a really good price for it. And uh, and I'm sure that she ended up selling it to her. But I was just like, damn it, I cannot believe I'm so fucking nice. <laughs> that's <so> yeah. <laughs> but that's okay, Aggie. That's why you're my favorite. <laughs> it happens all the time. I mean, I was just like... I got lucky today because the lady really just wanted to get rid of the stuff, and it, she had no attachment whatsoever to anything. Right. So, so I, I got, 
you know, I, I bundled everything for $60 and she was quite happy. And I mean, the commode has a marble top and, you know, it's solid mahogany and, and it has, and all of that fretwork on it is metal and it's been nailed on, you know, so it's beautiful, but it's not my style. I, I got to change that. Right. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm actually going to paint something that's pretty. <laughs> and not restore it this time yeah I like your style though I've seen your stuff I like it uh, yeah so that's how I spent my day which was pretty cool it was nice yeah it is that is nice I was completely unplugged today so Lou when we were getting ready for the show was hitting me with all sorts of stuff that had been happening and I'm like holy shit this is what happens when I leave the house and and don't check Twitter. Well, it was Friday. All sorts of shit came right? down. Yeah, well, it, it was Friday, so all of the big news that they don't want you to notice or um, it, admissions of being really wrong about something that they don't want you to notice or scandalous BS that they don't want you to notice came out today because it's Friday. This is how it's Friday. Well, yeah. what I found interesting was I have been following this story since I actually watched a documentary on HBO, there was a documentary called The Jinx. And it was about the real estate magnate Robert Durst and how he, uh, it was thought that he had committed murder and the killing of a friend of his. Um, and uh, the, the weirdest, I, I watched the whole thing. And it wasn't until the very last episode that it was so eye-opening because even the producer of this show did not see this end coming. Robert Durst was being interviewed and the producers were trying to get him to admit, you know, on camera that he had, you know, falsified some documentation, some letters or something to make it seem like uh, his friend Susan was still in touch with him and everything. And um, they they couldn't really pin him or anything. So that night they were shutting down the cameras and people were leaving. And Robert Durst forgot to turn off his mic. And he goes to the bathroom to wash his hands. And you hear her murdering, muttering under his breath. Well, of course I killed her. I mean, it was just like when I'm watching that going, oh, holy shit, he just said that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the thing was, the producers knew about it, but they could not say anything. So they had to actually get in touch with, I, I believe they got in touch with the police when that happened. Because that show was not going to air for a few weeks. And they were like caught. They were like, oh, my God, we have this on tape we have this yeah what do we do so it was kept completely quiet he was kept under surveillance the entire time after that happened and uh right after it aired they went and snagged him and he was just found um you know i think it was in la county um uh, he was found guilty of killing uh susan berman um and and and, and i was just like finally finally i mean the man is 78 years old and this happened years ago 
but finally some justice has been served and yeah. and i'm just like I, I mean seriously if you guys have not seen that documentary i highly recommend it it was excellent the the producers went through they were you know you know just every every single clue they could tie it in and everything and they were just trying to get him and everything and and the guy got himself he got himself but um yeah it was it was an excellent documentary i believe you can find it on hbo so if you guys have hbo hbo max or whatever you can you can find it or you can just download it through a you know <laughs> tour or whatever <laughs> torrents or track the name of the documentary is called the jinx that was his name the jinx um and it is about robert durst who was an extremely wealthy individual he was an heir to a vast real estate fortune so um yeah check it out it's it i mean that last episode man it'll as you listening to his mic it'll send chills down your spine it's yeah. just incredible um bad really bad dude and evaded it's never too late for justice for something like this and i mean the guy's in a wheelchair or something yeah he's pretty incapacitated i mean he's on oxygen and, and everything i mean but he was pretty frail when they were doing this documentary so i can imagine he's even more so now but that was, I mean, I was just like, I, I can't believe that finally, years, decades, decades, okay, um, you know, was, it, it's just, for me, it just, it blew my mind. But, you know, anyway. Yeah. So that was, you know, one good thing. I mean, this, I believe the murder happened, I want to say it was like 2000 over 20 years ago so yeah you can imagine really, yeah how long really. this this took to to bring it all to light but the, the thing was you know they wanted to make a documentary and the thing is you know and this is something that a lot of people will people who watch snap people who watch forensic files you start pretty you start getting an idea of how the murderer's mind actually acts they think they've gotten away with it so they get very cocky and they want to relive it and i think that's why when they approached uh durst about doing this documentary he was very open to doing it he was quite happy to do it and i think that was the reasoning i think he wanted to relive that that he got away with it you know that kind of thing Pro well possibly i mean but that is just friggin sick yeah it, it was and it was so sad because you know as I understand that they had been friends forever. So, you know, for him to kill her, I, I just, it's beyond psych, psycho, beyond psycho for me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He, you should, everybody should look him up because it's a really interesting story kind of from the start of it to the finish. But, well, I um, mean, and, yeah. and the thing is, I really believe that he killed Susan because she knew that he had gotten away with the murder of his wife. And 
I mean, they've, they've never found her. I, I believe she's still, she's been declared legally dead, but there's a body has never been found. Yeah, I believe that's so, the case, yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, the you know, justice was late being served, but it was finally served. And yeah. I was quite happy to see that verdict come down today. I will tell you who I bet is hard to kill and I wouldn't want to mess with, though. Do you want to guess? <laughs> Who? Jessica Nick, Fletcher? No, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Don't fuck with Nicki. <laughs> Nicki Minaj has been on fire lately, and oh, my God, I don't know what timeline I'm in, but holy shit. <laughs> You're in the timeline that ex- only existed after the timeline where we created CERN. Yep, you're in one, had to you're, be. You're in one of the billion that existed after that. I mean, I I, I completely get that, uh, you know, she was talking about her cousin, I think, uh, having a swollen testicles. <laughs> Something I thought I'd she never said, say in this she show. Had, she's got the same story. <laughs> Every one of us has this story. Some of them are worse than others, right? So my dad's got a couple of stories that, you know, where people actually died. In Nikki's story, someone's ball swelled, right? So it was like <laughs> right. a friend of her cousin in Trinidad, who now she says, okay, so this and this isn't funny because reporters are harassing people that they think are the friend of her cousin, right? And I mean, he's already had his fiance call off a wedding because his. <laughs> His side effect that he had. And now the, the media is hounding him like he's an American and he knows what's going on with them or something. I'm sure the media in Trinidad is not like the media here. You know, the, the best part about this is that we're talking about swollen testicles and talking about, uh, you know, chili rellenos on the chat. They're <laughs> talking about food right now. They're talking. They're okay. So now we know that chat doesn't actually listen to the shows. Okay. They're talking about chili rollano, rollanos, or whatever. I say that word just fine when I don't have a Chicana in the room with me. By the way, and she's she's gotten like I don't want to say that she's red pilled. I don't. No, she no. She's Little Wayne's best friend. Right. Right. I, I mean, that's so, sad. Look at that. Neither one of them give a fuck about anything, including a political party. You, do you think that Nikki no. and Lil Wayne sit around and talk about Republicans and Democrats? No, no, no. They don't give a fuck. No. Neither one of them, except when someone's balls swell up, they kind of, they tend to care. <laughs> and who wouldn't? So, I mean, I believe the the. Um, I don't know if it's a prime minister or a governor of Trinidad, Tobago. Anyway, he, he came out and said that there were no reported cases of somebody's testicles swelling due to Why getting the, the vaccine. Would I, Why the fuck would a head of state or any member <laughs> of government of any country, including Trinidad, get involved in this discussion whatsoever? Nikki told a story. It's her lived experience. Leave her the right. fuck alone. I, you know, and and that's just it, and and it's funny because she, as soon as she said 
you have to do what's best for you. You have to do the research. You are responsible for you. Basically, that's what she said. You're responsible for you. She was attacked. And somebody came after her and said, you, you know, she actually quoted uh, Tucker Carlson or actually posted a clip from the Tucker show. And some guy said, you realize he's a white nationalist, right? And, I'm, and she, quote, tweeted him saying, this, and this, that's just it. I can't post something from an opposing point of view without being attacked. If I, I, you know, being black, I have to do things this way. If I don't, I get attacked. And, and people were attacking her and validating her point. And they didn't see that they were validating her exactly. point at all. They just and thought, then, and then you know, they call her dumb. Then yeah. they call her dumb. The the girl that's thinking for herself. All of you little mindless robots are going to call dumb. Really? Mm-hmm. That's a, uh, you know, even Joy Reid went point. after her, and I'm going. You have no room to talk. No. None. No. Uh, you know, and she's, she still thinks that somebody hacked her blog and said all those homophobic things back way back no, when. I'm going, yeah, no, girl, nobody hacked your blog. Hackers. <laughs> they were time-traveling hackers. They weren't just hackers. I know, I know. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to see Nicki Minaj actually standing up and, and saying, you have to be responsible for yourself. It doesn't matter if you're left or right. And she's right. This is not a political thing. This is about a health thing, and you need to do what's right for you. And 99.9% of the people that you meet on the street are going to see it just that way. And 0.1% of the people that you meet on Twitter are going to see it just that way. That's the difference between, in, in my mind and, and in my world, that's the difference between Twitter and real life. You never run yeah. into people like that in real life. I don't. Other people say they do, and they post it to Twitter. But other than that, I never <laughs> freaking see it. No, I, and, and it's true. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Miss Minaj and I do not share the same political views. I'm pretty about 95 percent sure that we don't i know i know for a fact that ricky gervais and i do not share the same political views right right but those are people that i admire because they do walk their talk you know they 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 walk the talk or whatever it is you know they walk the walk and they and they they adhere to what they say and they live their life the way they they adhere to their own beliefs they're not hypocritical about them i'm always my hashtag is be ricky you cannot get canceled if you don't care. If well, you don't care, nobody can cancel you. Well, that's and true. he does. He doesn't care. That that's <laughs> that's true. Except that the, the people that are doing it are condi- are conditioned to do it, and and, and it only yeah. takes just like the Bolsheviks. It doesn't take a majority. It can be a very small minority, but if mm-hmm. they're aggressive enough, then they. They may as well be a minority, a majority. So, I mean, it's 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 the same. Dad, yeah, Dad always said the squeaky wheel gets the grease. But <laughs> right. by the same token, if you stop the wheel from turning, it will not squeak anymore. So you know that, and that is something that Ricky Gervais learned to do. He stopped that wheel, and so he 
you know, he learned not to care. He learned not to, George Carlin was the same way. And I know for a fact that my political views were completely different from George Carlin's. <laughs> right. But he but was the same way. You, the and this is something that, and, and, and another one that I admire a lot from the left is Ed Begley Jr., of all people. But he honestly, you know, everything that he believes in, he actually exercises. Well, and I think that that's a really good, I think that's a really good kind of gauge of what a sincere person is. Exactly. And and what somebody who's just been conditioned to stir shit, to stir the pot is, or been conditioned to think a certain way. And And I'm not just criticizing the left here. They're on both sides. And, and you know, I, don't, I know other people don't like, or some people don't like for you to talk about both sides-ism, because everything's an ism now. But there are, there, there very much is and always has been those people on every side of every issue. Mm-hmm. There's nothing new or different there. No, and, and we have our share on the right. I mean, we do. We have our share of grifters on the right. We have... They're not as many as they're on the left. I, I have to say that. Cause, yeah, know. I mean, and that's a good, I, I guess that's a, that is the right word for them. It is the best word for them. I don't usually I think it. so. Yeah, I, I think it gets overused. So I've, I tend to avoid it personally, but there's not a better word really to use for it. But yeah, they've always been around and they're always going to be around. And most people don't notice them because they're not on social media. I I mean, we notice them. We see them. They drive us crazy. And I mean, I've never liked the whole concept of them. But most people, I don't think, really see them that much. They see the media. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Yeah, the media would definitely be the exception to that. Oh, man, this is not... This is not the show that I thought we were going to have, but it's been a cool show so far. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I know for bad. a fact that we have something that we're going to discuss that's for girls, and Mandy's going to love it, but nobody else. All the guys are going to be perked up, though, because we're going to be discussing bum bum cream. <laughs> we, we, we can do that now if you think we need to perk the, sh- the show up and make it happy. No. Okay, so let me say something. <laughs> Let me say something girly about Nikki. Nikki, yeah. and this is why I've been a fan of Nikki since the first time I saw her, which of course was with Little Wayne, and I don't mean that I saw her like I saw her at Red Rocks or anything like that. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, the first time I knew who she was, I liked her. I think the first time I saw her, no, I saw her in a movie. It's probably when I really liked her because she was adorable in that movie and if you like if you watch her in interviews and stuff like that she really is kind of adorable yeah she she has but that cute doll face she, yeah, you know what she's i mean very girly but she's very, yeah she's very. also very badass and she hangs out with a lot of boys mm-hmm. um so i mean i dig nikki because I, I mean i relate to nikki right get into guy things she gets into guy things but i'm i'm a girl and i know i'm a right. girl right so and i'm cool i'm i like girly things like bum bum cream <laughs> <laughs> these are the reasons that i've liked nikki like her music you know but i like nikki right even though i really don't i'm not crazy about her music that much i just always thought nikki was cool 
When this happened, I was like, really? Seriously? We're going to go after Nikki? <laughs> Why the fuck? I, yeah, I really going- didn't understand why they went after her. To tell you the truth, it was like, it was, it was as if everybody that was attacking her felt betrayed. That's the takeaway I got. It wasn't that they disagreed with what she was saying. It was they felt that she betrayed them by not adhering to their belief system. You know what I mean? And which is what which is why it's so stupid because their belief system is I don't want to say it's Nikki's belief system because I don't think that she's she's there, but it's one that I don't want to say it kind of grew out of the hood or the music or the scene or, or anything, but I mean they bolster each other. Yeah, yeah, so, they do. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm not a, stupid. I'm not a big, I'm not big into like hip hop and new age rap. What I call new age rap because I'm more old school rap than I am the new stuff, you know. But um, the near, well, I'll put it this way: the the politics that they're pushing on her uses that culture to feed mm-hmm. itself, right? Yes, Is it, yeah. The yes. culture doesn't use the politics, but the politics absolutely uses the culture and has for a long time way before obama so you know i so so it's it's like we're gonna use your world and then we're gonna take over your world and then we're gonna kick you out of it and it's like it's almost it's a very mean girls thing to do to nikki and i'm like "Uh uh-uh no 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 and it kind of pissed me off a little bit yeah, I was I was very disappointed with the way that they went after her, and disappointed. Uh, I guess that's that's a light way of saying it. I think the vodka is taking effect. Yeah, that's good. Well, oh, the vodka is taking effect. Let's <laughs> yeah, definitely talk about the bomb bomb drink. And you know, it. I was tired. I was tired, and I said, you know what? I really, really feel like drinking some vodka Collins. So I did. I made myself a vodka Collins. <laughs> nice. Okay, so bum bum cream. So, so we, bum bum cream. The last time I was on, <laughs> like, right. So the last time I was on, we did, like, the Itsy Kit thing. And I was talking about bum bum cream, which I don't I, use on my bum so much as I have my, I wash my hands. And I told you that I would tell you how it works. Right, you did, you did. On hand. So, you know the difference between cream that heals your skin and cream that just makes your skin feel better? And it'll last, like, like the better it is, the more it heals your skin, the longer the good feeling lasts after you use it. Like for yeah. like for days and days, like you can use it, use this stuff for a week, and your hands will feel younger for a month. Right. That's, That's awesome. I, I am, you know, that was something that we were talking about last week. Mickey and I were like our little vanities, you know, things that we're vain about and our ourselves. And skin is one of mine, and so. My and I got this from my grandma. I I realize it now. I was trying to figure out after the show why am I so anal about sun exposure and all that stuff. My grandma, no lie, you guys, my grandmother would not go outside without a black umbrella. 
to shield herself from the sun. I mean, and this was until the day she freaking died. She was anal about protecting her skin. That's funny. And I, this is, you know, and, and the thing was, I can, I sort of understand why she was protecting her skin. She suffered a radical mastectomy back in the 60s and survived. So she was a breast cancer survivor from way back when, before they had all of the, um, you know, all of the new technology and procedures that they have nowadays. And she had a radical mastectomy, removed the lymph nodes on her arm and all that stuff. So she was always very conscious about exposure to the sun. And so I think I got it from her. I mean, honest to God, if we went outside, I had to be under that umbrella with her. So we were walking always really, really close to each other because she was like, you cannot let the sun touch your skin. Oh my goodness. So, as a consequence, most people that meet me cannot tell that I'm Hispanic because I'm pretty light skinned. Yeah, but but you still look Hispanic. I, I, I am very light skinned, but I do try to take care of my skin as, as, as best as I can. And, and, and as I tell everybody, the skin is technically your largest organ. So, and it is completely exposed. It's the only organ that is completely exposed. So, um, you know, taking care of your skin is kind of important. So, and the little vanity that goes with that is wanting to look younger, wanting your hands to look young, wanting your knees to look younger, the wrinkles to go away. (laughs) So using that on your hands makes them look way younger. Yeah, I'm. I'm in for that. Yeah, I don't care right. if it's called bump bump cream. <laughs> I wish I had like I wish I had taken a, a before picture that that much better. So, so and they're so soft. They're, they're soft as you know my butt, which makes they're soft now, as my bum. Now, as I recall, the bump bump cream was actually formulated. In Brazil, or it hails from Brazil or something, and that Brazilian yeah. women swear by indeed, it's, yes, it's um, uh, the way it works on the. <laughs> there we are <laughs> everywhere. It's a fir- yes, it's it is a firming cream. So indeed, <laughs> it, is, it is indeed a firming cream. But what it does to your hands is amazing. Okay, so I'm definitely going to buy some then. Yeah, and that's every that's everywhere. I haven't put it anywhere that it didn't work. Well, that's great because, as you guys know, I do restore furniture, and sometimes I am stupid and forget to put on gloves before hitting the paint thinner. So, this is for me. This is something that I I would definitely yeah definitely. And, and and all you really have to do is wash your hands. Um, <laughs> When you go to Mickey, the bathroom, Mickey's in the chat. Right. His little eyes are like, "What?" Yeah. So, I mean, not not. We're not trying to say I'm old or anything. But anywho, yeah. You, do you want to take a break? Uh, sure. Okay. We can take a break. Yeah. Right. We'll be right back, you guys. <laughs>
You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring will be here soon, so if buying a new home is on your to-do list, right now is the time to call Quicken Loans. Learn about which mortgage options make sense for you and get a jump on your competition. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Sesame Ginger Glaze Chicken Signature Wrap. How would you like it? I'll take a... Sports announcer at home? Yeah, how'd you... We just know. My wife picks up the new signature wrap. It's got double the rotisserie-style chicken mixed with a sesame ginger glaze. She appears annoyed at me, but she shrugs it off. Those sweet and savory flavors are calling her name. She lifts the wrap and... She takes the bite! Incredible! And now she's closing the door on my... Subway, make it what you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Double meat based on average six-inch sub. I'm little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, Dad, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pour me out. (laughs) This is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. we are back <laughs> yeah we're still talking about bum bum cream i guess <laughs> it is good for a lot of things mandy it really is i could not uh, agree yeah. more okay so already wants to know how is it on the bum <laughs> it is good for the bum as well i said that already yes that's true yeah so it works or out. He's wanting to ask kid. the question. He knew I said that already. He just wanted to ask the question. Yes. So you know, you may want to look into Doctor. What is it, Sasquatch or whatever? <laughs> that Doctor. Doctor buys from. <laughs> yeah. They have they have fabulous soap and I don't fabulous think it's products. Sasquatch. I'm sure they. Yeah, I'm sure they have some kind of moisturizer out there. That answer, I, but the answer to the question about exposed organs, yes, they are for DM. I'm told 
I wouldn't know that from experience. This is why I keep my DMs locked down. That they're closed. Mine are locked now too. <laughs> I close mine eventually. I, was... I, I, and it was funny because I didn't, I didn't always used to have them. I, I used to have them open. Same. Uh, when I, when I was like a, a, a really small account, I just didn't care. I didn't get nobody noticed me. I didn't, you know, whatever. And then I heard, and she's no longer on on Twitter. She's missed um, uh, just a nerve. Nurse uh, Tiffany, I, I heard her say that she got a DM with somebody's, you know, wing wing, and I was like, wing wing. Whoa, what? What was it? How did that happen? She's like, I don't know. I need to close down my DMs, and I'm like, wait, how do you do that? So she walked me through it, and I, I, you know, I, I did that right then and there, and I've been, uh, I've been lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. I have to say I have in in that area too. That's why I said that. So I'm told because um, I I haven't gotten a lot of them. I I have no idea. I've I've I've, I've, I've been lucky. I've always gotten nice uh, DMs. I think um, there were a couple of DMs that were questionable in nature, and I actually had to let the person on the other end. Um, let them know that I know that's not my my thing. I'm not. This is not what I'm interested. In. I'm not interested in a relationship or anything like that. And after that, we were cool. We were still friends or whatever. So I've never actually had a bad, a bad yeah. altercation. I will. I will say this though. Um, I, I have gotten some pretty like risque raunchy whatever from girls that thought i was the dude but they were like those porn bot girls they weren't really real girls no my favorite one i think it was brad had one this past week (laughs) my profile at the time was apparently enough of a dude oh that was great they thought i was a dude (laughs) my name actually might have been dude so there's that. Uh, and it's funny because a lot of a lot of my mutuals get the whole. Oh, I'm I'm looking for you know, you're so pretty, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm looking for um, hello beautiful for a friend, and you're so beautiful and all this stuff. And I'm going, oh my god, <laughs> I'm so glad I locked down my dance. <laughs> But it's but it's great whenever whenever it happens to a mutual and they just string them along, and I mean, and I, I have to I have to give props to Brad because he's really good about it and he's never mean, he's never you know hostile or anything like that. But he does string them along really nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brad, yeah, Brad's responses are the best. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Yeah, but Brad falls in love too easy. I will say. Oh that. man, I just way too easy. I cracked up because I was I was kind of nervous about meeting everybody at CPAC. The only person I had met in real life was Jen, um, uh, Jared Homestead, and mm-hmm. so I was really nervous. And when I went to the compound to meet up with them and everything, uh, the first one to greet me was Brad. Brad was waiting outside. I hear he's easy to spot. <laughs> I was, I knew he was tall. Right. 
I didn't know he was a freaking Jolly Green Giant. That's what I hear. Oh yeah. <laughs> but he is exactly in real life the way he is online. So, also, so that was that totally was like expected. oh my god. And then meeting Stacy was just amazeballs. For me that was just so great. Stacy <laughs> is one of the most fun people to be around that you will ever be around. Oh, oh she is. Yes. Oh, beyond hilarious! They and I mean, yep. and when she and when she gets riled, I just sit back and I just watch the spectacle because it's so beautiful. It really is. <laughs> it's just beyond. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what that's that's what I do, Aggie. I just lean back, have a seat on the floor, and just watch Stacy go at it. I mean, chair. it's just great. <laughs> Pull up a chair. Absolutely. I actually have done that on podcasts, like the virtual version. <laughs> of it with her <laughs> I, I miss her I don't I don't see her as much as I used to anymore I need to like um, hit her up see how she's doing okay well maybe uh, she'll listen and she's officially poked somebody poke her in the chat room <laughs> alright so and speaking of Stacy um, we were uh, chatting she was tweeting I was tweeting everybody's talking about um, the rallies this weekend mm-hmm. in D.C., yeah. um, which there's about a million different opinions on them, but I'm just going to talk about mine for a minute. Uh, and, and I don't think that anybody believes that it's really real, except for the media, I maybe. Don't. I, some of the media may believe that. I think some of definitely, like we talked about, the brainwashed mm-hmm. masses might right. really believe it, but the people that are supposed to be going to it don't believe that it's real. The people no. that apparently the FBI thinks are going to this rally don't think that it's real. Let that <laughs> sink friggin' in for a minute. Roger Stone said stay home. Roger Stone, who is supposed to be the ultimate co-conspirator. Right. Yeah, the second co- the second conspirator in in the chain of command or whatever he's supposed to be said stay home however this is the second insurrection so we're we're all on um overnight watch for what's going to yeah, happen yeah. in dc but I, I, and it, it's funny because i was talking to my dad today about it and he said he said i might stay up late but I don't think anything's going to happen. Nobody's that stupid. <laughs> I was like, I know. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing that I've ever seen because certain federal agencies think that it's going to happen. The left and the leftist media think that it's going to happen. I, Nobody else in the world thinks it's going to happen. No, no. And, and I was, as a matter of fact, you know, the reason that I that I talked to that about this was that he called me and he asked me about it. And I was like, I was completely unaware that there was something like that going on. Uh, Just completely unaware. And the reason for that is that nobody's talking about it. Nobody is talking about it the they way are, they would be if something was going on. Well, if, and if they are, you know they're saying I mean? don't go. If they are talking about, about it, they're saying exactly. stay the hell away from it. So... I don't know who they think is going, but as we were saying in show prep before the show, 
Because um, I actually do that. On, <laughs> I actually do that on this show. As we were saying, yeah, it's, show so it's the Antifa FBI and the Proud Boy FBI are going to fight it out because nobody else. And the Q FBI. The yeah, QFBI. QFBI <laughs> and Antifa FBI are going to have it out in front of the Capitol behind Nancy's fence. Right. While the media watches, like half of the people there, so they only allow 700 people there. Two, I'm, 300 of them are going to be media, guaranteed. Either independent media or real media. What, what I found really hypocritical is that these people up in Congress kept that um, fence around our Capitol building. It's not theirs. It's ours. Yeah, it and they was kept only people down. from it. But they couldn't be bothered to keep a fence around our borders. Right. That's just one. And right now, there is a huge border crisis going on in Texas. And uh, amazingly, the FAA... Shut down drones. They said, we talked to the Border Patrol, and the Border Patrol wants the drones, you know, taken down, and that's why we decided to take down the drones, to not allow the drones to fly. And I'm going, the fuck they did? The Border Patrol wants those drones. They need those drones up there. (laughs) They need to know exactly what's going on. And as a matter of fact, I have friends that are in the Border Patrol, and uh, I can tell you right now, the situation is so so much worse than what you see on TV. Even right now with, you know, Fox News decided, okay, you won't let us have a drone? Fine, we'll take a helicopter. Now they're flying a helicopter, and it's even worse than the drone was showing. And the Border Patrol is telling, you know, me, my friend in the Border Patrol is telling me that the situation is even worse than what I see on TV. And, I, and I'm like, and these, you know, but our Congress is keeping the fence around the con- now the Capitol building because they're scared. <laughs> it's so tone deaf. Yep. It is unbelievable. Well, I mean, to me. tone deaf and tone deaf is expected from them. Honestly, to be honest, so the but um the fence I think was only down for a couple of months. When yeah, did they, didn't they just take it down like the end of May or the beginning of June? I think so. I think so, yeah. And it's back up already. Mm-hmm. Now, how much money are they spending with that fence going up and down like that? Uh, my guess is quite a bit of money. Yeah, I mean, I think we need to know that. <laughs> Razor Fist tweeted, tweeted out, the only reason to go to the rally on September 18th is for the sheer spectacle of seeing that many FBI agents in their natural environment. But, you know, I, I, I <laughs> have been so disappointed lately. Well, not lately. The past few years with what used to be a glorious organization like the FBI. I mean, you looked up to the FBI. You thought that they were actually doing investigative work and bringing felons to justice and all that stuff. And now you come to find out they haven't done that in decades. Um, and, and it's really sad to see what the world used to think of as this really outstanding investigative organization become nothing more than an extortion racket. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably. 
and the sad part is, I had friends in the FBI. I had um, one of my best friends growing up became a U.S. Marshal and then actually attended um, the FBI Academy and became uh, uh, an FBI agent. And upon his retirement, I, you know, I thought that that was kind of weird that he was retiring so early. He decided to retire, I want to say he was 50. And, you know, I asked him, I said, it's kind of weird that you're retiring so early in your life, you know, I mean, do you have another job or something? And he, and he's like, I, I can't work for them anymore. And I was like, I was, I was stunned. This was, this had been my, he is like my older brother. I was the oldest in my family and his family and, and mine were very good friends when, um, uh, we came to the States. Yeah. And so he was like my older brother. And when he told me that he just could not work for them anymore, uh, my little antenna like kind of went off. And so he retired in, I want to say it was 2016, early 2016. And I never asked him up until I want to say about eight months ago, he is an expatriate. He lives in Mexico now, uh, which, you know, he, he's, his father was uh, uh, a Mexican-American and his mother was uh, Puerto Rican. So that's one of the reasons why they were friends with my family. But uh, he went to live with his uh, new wife in, in Mexico. And I mean, she's, man, she is a stunningly beautiful woman. Excellent. He, uh, he totally married up, but neither here nor there. Anyway, so I asked him, I asked him straight out. I was like, you know, I found it really weird. And maybe it's just me, but the FBI was like your dream, and you left that dream early. What happened? And he, you know, he told me straight out. He said the FBI was no longer doing FBI stuff. He was, uh, he worked in Brazil for the longest time doing um, counterfeit and money laundering for, um, you know, he did the investigative work for the FBI while he was down in South America. And he said when he came back to the States, he was no longer doing investigative work. He was actually gathering information, and that was all. They weren't bringing anybody to justice. They weren't bringing perps to justice. They weren't actually seeking to, you know, deter what he described as felonious acts against the United States. They were just gathering information, and he felt that it was time that he left. And I found that very revealing, especially when he and I do not see eye to eye politically either. You know, politics is something that he and I just do not discuss because he is 180 from me. But we've always respected the fact that we had different political views and everything. But when he tells me that he feels not very comfortable working for the FBI because he's not doing the work of an FBI agent anymore, that was troublesome. And this was in 2016. Yeah. I, I think that it's been a very long time since they were... It has been. It, it has yeah. been in the works for a very, very long time. I mean, a lot of people like to blame Obama, but I think this goes back well before then. Yeah. Well before. Yeah, well, I, mean, uh, I think it was always right for it and I think that it's had I don't think this is the first time uh-uh. and 
yeah. So, I mean, I'll just leave that there. I don't know what's going to happen to it. I don't know if it, it would... I don't know if you can clean it up. I don't know if you can clean any of our government up at this point. Not for, no, not for the no, long term. No, no, if, if God, I, I really don't see, it's too entrenched. It really is. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to, to blow it up to some extent. I mean, I know that um, Mark Levin says that there's a mechanism for it and, you know, it's the Convention of States and... I might as well give it a shot because at this point I don't want to start sounding like JD. <laughs> and God I only bless mention him. his name he's because so he's my, yeah, he's my you know he, he's one of my favorite I, pessimists. I know. I wish he would come out to Texas for some I don't care where he lands, I will I will drive well out of my way to meet up with JD. Yeah, I wasn't picking on him. I just brought his name up because he's my favorite pe- pessimist or certainly one of them. Um, but I'm you know, I'm not one. I'm an optimist somewhere between neutral to to optimist. But you don't find me in the pessimist zone very often, but I'm starting to get no. there. I'm starting to get there. I I don't want to fall into that. Mm-hmm. I, I've always been an optimist. That one thing, and, and it's funny because you guys know I'm Catholic, but one of the things that I had to study a lot in depth forever, it seemed like, since high school, was Greek mythology. And the story of Pandora and the box has always stuck with me because... When she got around to closing it back, the only thing that was left in it was hope. And so that's always stuck with me. And I always, always try to see the hope, see the good, see that what can happen that's good, you know, that kind of thing. And it's lately, it has been more difficult. It has been more difficult. I won't lie, it has been very difficult. As a matter of fact, Last time I was in confessional, you know, yeah, you go in there, you're like, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been so long since my last confession. And then, you know, uh, the Father starts asking you questions and you answer and then you start telling him your sins and everything. The last time I was in the confessional, I actually told him that it wasn't about sin. It was about doubt. Yeah. And he he was silent and he actually asked me do you doubt your faith and I said no but I'm starting to doubt the world and it scares me and he said and he said something that that stuck with me and that helped he said it's good that your faith is still unshaken because that's what you're going to need to reestablish your hope in the world and so, uh, you know, after talking to him in the confessional and everything, uh, right before I left, I said, uh, I feel kind of bad because I didn't really confess to any of my sins. And he says, well, did you sin? And he's like, well, let's just wait till next week. <laughs> he's like, okay. <laughs> he was like, all right, fine, we'll wait till next week, you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, he, he did say that, you know, as long as your faith, whatever faith that you have, and even if you don't have faith, if you just believe in the goodness of humankind, <coughs> which has become very difficult of late, I hate to say it, but it has, 
if that is unshaken, it will help you reestablish that hope well, that you need to get through, you know, all the bad things that are happening. And you hit on why, because faith in, in humankind is variable. It is extremely variable. Because I mean, human humankind is variable, but God, God is steady. Faith is yeah. ste- faith is steady. And, you know, and, yeah. you know, it, it, it cracks me up because um, every every so often, you know, I'll I'll be down on my parents and and they'll be watching the Ingram angle and you know whatever and and my mom asked me how how I like Laura Ingram and I said I, I like her fine you know she's a little shrill for me but but she's nice and she looks at me and she's like you know she's Catholic I said yes mom do you know she blocked me because I questioned her Catholicism when she said that Trump was their savior <laughs> my mom was like oh, what what did she say <laughs> it was oh my god my mom was like scandalized and I said yeah she said that I can dig it up for you if you want me to and I went and I found a tweet and I showed it to her and she's like oh, I can't believe she said that I cannot and now keep in mind my mom was a big Trump supporter but she does not take kindly to somebody comparing a human being to a savior no me either so, I mean, I don't think so she was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about her right now. And I was like, oh, it's okay, Mom. It's all right. It, she she got past that. It's okay. <laughs> That's funny. But it cracked me up. She was so, oh, what? <laughs> that is funny. I love my mom. She's, she's having a really tough time because, unfortunately, my mom believes everything that being said on TV and like I like I explained to people on Tuesday I recently recovered from uh, COVID I still have I'm working you know my sense of smell is still gone but at least I can taste stuff now and and I'm pretty much recovered but she's insisting that I get vaccinated and when I called her on it uh, I asked her mom why should I get vaccinated if I've already had the disease? And she says, because I'm vaccinated. You need to get vaccinated, you know, um, for those of us that are vaccinated. And I said, Mom, that's not how... I said, Mom, you're, you're, you're a science teacher. That's not how vaccines work. And she literally said, but that's what we're told right now. This is how they work now. I'm like, then it's not a vaccine. How they work now. Yes, that's what she said. That's how they work now. And I was like, oh, my God, no. Oh, my God, no. So I told her, I said, look, I will get my antibody screening done, and I will show you that I have antibodies with COVID, you know, for COVID. And sure enough, they came back positive. I have, they said, the the nurse said they were really positive. (laughs) which means they were, like, really vivid. <laughs> I didn't just have a few. Apparently, I had the whole gamut or whatever. And so I, I told them I'd pick up the, um, uh, the results next week, and I would show them to my mom and tell her, I have, I have better antibodies than you do. So, <laughs> Yes, I think you should. 
but you know it's it's <laughs> you know I, the thing the thing is you know both my parents are vaccinated my dad is like oh you've had covid great no problem you don't need to get the vaccine then so don't worry about it you know i'll see you whenever i whenever you guys come down my mom is still insisting that i get the vaccine and i'm like that's not how it works not how it works <laughs> no it isn't well it's it's not how it's worked in hundreds of years so it shouldn't be and I don't mean vaccines, I mean antibodies. So Yeah. Well, yeah, it shouldn't be the way it works now. Hey, let's talk about Sussman before we have to get Oh on yes. Here. Oh yes. Yeah. This has been the most delicious thing yeah, this week in so my opinion. <laughs> John Durham, who people all thought was in the witness protection program, but apparently is not because he came forward with a um, indictment today that had to be done by tomorrow or it was going to be um, it passed the statute of limitations for the first infraction of lying to the FBI but it wasn't just anybody lying to the no. FBI it was a group <laughs> of number one a lawyer from Perkins Coie and this is the guy that everybody is talking about because he's connected to Mark Elias and Everybody mm-hmm. wants Elias to go down for obvious reasons, the election being one of them. But I don't, this is b- much bigger than this to me because there was a um, an InfoSec company, an, a technology company CEO, and researchers, um, people at universities that work with, it was Citizen Lab, Citizens Lab. They don't name them. But that's the unit. That's the group, the research group in university, and there in Canada, that did the work. So I believe it was probably all or mostly Citizens Lab that they're talking about. But they were looking into the so-called servers con- communicating with Russia that were supposed to be in Trump Tower, which was always a crazy story. It was never not a crazy story. Mm-hmm. And there are emails that the Justice Department, through Durham, uncovered where they're talking about and and one of the the university guys, uh, one of the technology um, executives who was working with the university, said to the group of people, we do not have the evidence to say that this is connecting to a bank. We've agreed that it's a red herring. All of us believe, or most of us believe that this is a red herring. This is what you're faced with. Either give up all of our tricks or lie or we don't have it, right? So, right. yeah, so that, I mean, they were, they, and, and then they took the, the evidence that wasn't really evidence. So it's like connecting IP addresses, basically. Like this IP address belongs to you, except that it didn't actually belong to you, or I can't prove that it belonged to you and it's not spoofed. I don't have enough evidence to show that that's actually you. But they went to the FBI and said that they did have that evidence, but it turned out that it, that wasn't what that was evidence of at all. They didn't have the evidence. And what they were asserting wasn't true. If they could have shown that it was true or made it look like it was true, it would have been a different story. These guys wouldn't be getting indicted. 
I'm right. going to put that out there. Um, just <clears throat> friggin' this is a huge, huge, huge indictment. I mean, it even really, really is, and it amazes me how quiet they are being about it. No, okay, I'll scratch that. It's not amazing to me. I, I understand why it's being kept so subdued. They can't quiet this down. Nobody's obviously. talking about it, and, and every you know everybody pretty much knows. And even though I can't name them off the top of my head, and I wouldn't even if I could, because I mean, you know, I don't know how this case is going to end up. I believe that what's in this indictment is the truth because they cite the evidence that they have and, and yeah. have excerpts of emails and things like that. But regardless, I mean, it's it's really, really huge for all the things that have been going on that on Ordi and I, on our show and on every show, really, mm-hmm. we've been saying this isn't right they're exaggerating they're saying that they have something that they don't because they can't have that right they they've got some evidence but they can't have enough to tie these two things together and if they do they're not showing it they haven't shown me that and this is proof of what happened behind the scenes in at least one instance and one really big instance so it's pretty huge it is and I think that's what is freaking a lot of people out right now with the whole, with this administration. There are so many fuck-ups going on at the same time (laughs) that things are trying to be subdued. I mean, seriously, the FFA saying you can't fly drones over the Del Rio um, overpass. What? No, there's. I know for a fact that the Border Patrol would never have asked the FFA to to control that. Not when you can still fly a helicopter. What's the point with that? The fact that he goes to Delaware, he being Biden, goes to Delaware every weekend. A lot of people are like, wow, so he takes the day off, big deal, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, this is kind of weird because... For me, it shows me that he has to go someplace where it's familiar to him. That shows some kind of mental debilitation of some sort. That's that's my takeaway from from that. Hmm. When you have uh, the thing with the French ambassador leaving D.C. saying sayonara, well, actually, au revoir. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's... That was a big thing. What happened between France and Australia and the UK and the United States concerning the whole uh, submarine issue, that was actually really big. And um, I know that Jen Psaki was saying that their government, they being France, was aware of what was going to happen with the, um, the submarine issue. But the thing was... I don't think that they were aware to the point where they were being, as the French ambassador said, stabbed in the back. Um, That was egregious, in my opinion. I mean, they really, they really damaged the whole NATO alliance with this this whole thing. Yeah, Uh, and then go ahead. I mean, 
it's just there's so many things that have come down the pike that unless you're paying attention, you just don't realize that you know they happened. I mean, honest to God, I have not. I've I've been watching the news since I got home. I haven't seen a blip or anything about the French ambassador going home. And I'm and I'm like, this is big. Yeah, I I, don't, I cannot stress how big this is. And for those of you that may or may not know what's going on, apparently Australia decided to break a contract that they had with France to build diesel electric submarines in favor of building nuclear submarines with the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, to build a better Indo-Pacific uh, fleet which is now alarming China. China's already pissed about this. And I'm like, okay, but they weren't pissed about the whole diesel electric? Oh, that's because they can hear the diesel electric. They can't hear the nuclear ones. Okay, I get it. But the fact is that they went and did this without alerting France that they were going to break that, that uh, contract. And so, so, and it turns out that it wasn't Australia that was pushing this, it was the U.S. that was pushing this, which is why the French are pissed off. Not just the, uh, they're kind of, they're upset with Australia, don't get me wrong, but they're completely incensed with the U.S. There was no reason for the U.S. to go be so underhanded about this. That's why I think it was, that's why I think it was the kind of the last straw and not the actual... It's not, yeah, it's not the only thing that the U.S. has done, you know, to France. I mean, I hear we just heard that the, the U.S. admitted, the, the administration admitted to killing an, um, 10 people and not the two ISIS people that they thought that they had targeted. Meanwhile, France is over there targeting the ISIS dude and killing him, you know, and they have confirmation you know, so France is actually doing a better job being an American out there than we are. <laughs> they're they're getting their people out just fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, our people are still trapped back there, and our administration is saying, "Well, we're doing the best that we can." And I'm going, "You're not doing anything." Meanwhile, and on top of that, you're dissing a very vital NATO ally who can help you get your people out by being underhanded and undercutting a contract that they already had with another country. And it's just, it's, it's beyond egregious, you know, in, in, in my opinion. France would not have done that to us without some sort of influence or threat or extortion no. from China. I don't think for any reason, but certainly not for that reason. No, and, and the thing is, you know, France and China have a very contentious relationship going back several hundred years because, you know, there was a time where uh, part of it, um, Vietnam was called Indochine uh, in, you know, inner China. Um, and it was a French colony. And so for, um, for uh, China now to be very... They're very pissed off about this recent development with the nuclear submarines. My main contention is, why the fuck isn't Australia trying to build its own nuclear submarines? Okay? I mean, it is a country. They have money. They can do this. But apparently, they cannot. So, uh, 
you know, you have China over here now being alarmed because now they're building nuclear submarines as opposed to diesel electric. And you got to wonder why it is that they're more alarmed now, what it is about the whole diesel electric uh, thing that they were comfortable with. And, but, you know, in, in, in the big scheme of things. Well, you said the, it, but that, because I, being able to, to detect something, that's like stealth versus not stealth. So, right. The, I mean, that's enough reason right there to be upset, but still, pulling an ambassador is a big friggin' deal. Like, I mean, if it, it gets is a big mon- deal. If it gets to money and they were like, if the, and they're like, psych, just kidding, he was just came home for a holiday, here he is again, then I'll be like, okay, well, they were just playing or whatever. But I, no, I mean, seriously, this administration has a lot of problems right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying. They're trying to deflect from the total clusterfuck that has become oh, this administration. They, you can't. You cannot. You can deflect from a lot of clusterfucks, but not this much. Not this much clusterfuck can't be deflected. I don't. No, you can't. You can't. I mean, you, there is just so much that you can hide under the teapot lid, and it's. It, it, this is. It's. It. The tea is full to overflowing. And here's right why now. I laugh. Here's why I laugh when when it comes up, right? And it's not because it's really funny, because it's not funny. It's anything but funny. But they were going to do it regardless. They were going to do the damage that they were going to do. At least they look bad doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because they were going to so. get it done one way or another. Mm-hmm. All righty, so. I guess we are at the end of the show. <laughs> that was fun. I enjoyed it. It was. It was fun. Um, not a lot of chick chat. There was some political chat, so that was nice. <laughs> the guys didn't freak out too much. I think they wanted more on the bum bum cream, but you know, I think I'll have to wait. <laughs> they tuned in for the chick chat. We disappointed them. I know. We miss you too, Mickey. Oh man, I miss, I miss Mickey. He's so much fun. But anyway, so where can we find you, Lou? Um, you can find me Monday night with that Amish guy at ten. That you can hear my eyes. I know. Talking, it's, <laughs> make, it's just making me jealous. So. Oh, oh, before we go, yeah. Next time I'm on. I want a wonton cocktail. You can a wonton cocktail. Okay, you can name it what you want to, and uh. you can make it what you want to. But next time we're on, it's wonton cocktail show. Okay, all right. Yeah, we'll do a show on cocktails next week. That would be fun. Yes, be- I, I, I don't know if Mickey's going to be able to join us next week. He is very, very busy over there. Oh, well, so. if we plan a show of cocktails, then he has to let me come on whether he's here or not. That's right. Okay. Yeah, if he, <laughs> yeah, we can make that deal. Okay. We'll plan on that. All right. So we can find Lou at 10 o'clock Eastern doing Cyber Chill Monday nights with that Amish dude over there by the name of Forty. <laughs> Where else can we find you? I'm on Twitter, Cyber Wonton. That's it. That's the Wonton cocktail. Cyber Wonton. Yes. 
Yeah. Wonton. I love the fact that you like the wonton thing. It just cracks me up every time I read it. <laughs> and you can find me at Aggie Rican and at Aggie the Barkeep over on Twitter. The second one being the cocktail account. Uh, you can find me on Tuesday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, doing the Cocktail Lounge with my affable, quaffable co-host, Brad Slager. And Fridays, right here, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, doing He Said, She Said, with my wonderful co-host, Mickey, who is off for a couple of weeks. But hopefully, maybe, maybe he can come back next week. But if not, it'll be me and Lou again. Thanks for joining us, you guys, and have a great evening. <laughs> Good night. Good As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.